Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to DMD, a little podcast where we discuss uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, amongst myself as a Dungeon Master and my buddy Matt. And uh, today we have a fun uh, subject and I think it's something that every DM should um, follow um, is a session zero. Um, this way, um, no one has anybody, no, nobody has any questions as far as the setting or their boundaries and everything has been established beforehand. Uh, so there's not any kind of miscommunication between players. So, um, it's something that, uh, Matt and I are very, uh, passionate about and realize that it needs to be done before the game starts. So Matt, uh, how are you doing and what do you think of the subject today? Doing pretty good. And I will fight somebody over this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like throw hands, we're going down. Like Fist- I have my opinions on these. <laughs> Fisticuffs, huh? Wow. Fisticuffs, uh, mud wrestling. We'll do it all. <laughs> you know what? Uh I, I you know what? I'm gonna just disagree just so I get to mud wrestle with you. How about that, Matt? you're gonna lose you're going down i'm sorry josh i'm not going easy on you dang all right well you know at least we established that a boundary right now speaking of boundaries the- <laughs> <laughs> um so we we wrote we wrote some bullet points um as far as uh what should be included in a session zero um the first one being boundaries the next one being tone uh the third being rules and the last one being background so in regards to boundaries, um, it's important to see everyone's comfort level. Are you okay with violence? Is cursing okay? Um, are you okay with, you know, brutalness in the campaign? Yeah, it like making sure that everybody feels comfortable because at the end of the day, this is a game, not a, uh, it's not, we're not trying to cause trauma. We're not <laughs> trying to, this isn't, uh, it's always funny too, because people will try and make D and D into a like therapy session. And it's like, no, we're just playing a game. I don't want to talk about do like weird things that have, may have happened, or I don't want to bring up trauma. We're just here to have fun. And if you're not having fun, that's an issue. Yeah. And asking everyone, uh, are, uh, you know, bring up, mention alcohol. You know, I, I like to have a beer or two when drinking, but someone might not be comfortable with that. And that's important to establish at the beginning. Same with food, eating food. Some people don't, I, I listen, I love NADPOD and they talk about a guy that was eating like a whole chicken. And I'm like, that's hilarious, <laughs> What? Uh, you know, but it's, it's, it's something that should be spoken about, you know, and, and how everyone um, is comfortable with the rules uh, same with, you know, anything dealing with, um, in regards to gender might be important. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, race, um, I think it's important to establish, um, that there are boundaries that should not be crossed. Um, and that maybe there are some that can be depending on the setting that you are in. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, it's funny because Tasha's mentioned like, two things like hard limits and soft limits like things that are just a solid no and things that you might want to like dance around yes what would you think are like hard and soft limits you might include in your own game hard limits uh i mean first of all race i don't want to i don't want to hear any bad mouthing on anyone period um 
I mean, there is kind of some racial stuff when it comes to the, the classes, not classes, the races in D and D. Depending, being the, probably the most obvious. Exactly, and or you know, uh, and you know, there's there's stuff like that in The Witcher as well. So that's why you establish this um, this boundary now, um, because it's it's very important. Same with like you know, gender stuff. I don't think that anyone should ever feel uncomfortable about that in a setting. Um, what about you, Matt? What do you think are some good hard, hard limits and soft limits? Hard limits. Hard limits were probably, I know I've read like a few horror stories from DMs talking about their own games or even players where it's like out of nowhere, it's like a character tries to commit rape and it's like, no, no, we're not doing that here um kids killing kids some like some games you maybe could do that other games probably not yeah um i mean relate hell relationships in general for characters could be a soft limit um it's like i don't you know i just i play this for this i don't play this for that it's like okay that's a that's a boundary it's a thing we won't go uh near for your character but for somebody else maybe and those are great points those are great points again yeah thank you i came up with them all myself oh perfect perfect (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so uh one of my favorite quotes in tasha's is actually at the beginning of this section where they said they say establish boundaries and if anyone crosses them speak up please speak up (laughs) um if they don't listen there's always cloud kill So definitely speak up if you if you have a problem with the dungeon master, pull the dungeon master aside, or pull the other the player that maybe offended you, or maybe the dungeon master that offended you, and 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 establish those boundaries right then and there, and and make sure that everyone is comfortable. We know we don't want that in the game. We want to have a good time. That's another thing too is don't just immediately write something or somebody off. Like say, hey, that made me uncomfortable because somebody might not realize, you know, what they were doing or what they what they were doing made you uncomfortable it's like oh shoot i'm sorry i didn't know and then yeah. move on from there having learned a little thing yeah miscommunication is how dm you know uh, how D games get split up and, and more and not even relationships in real life uh is mm-hmm. it's the big it's a big thing i recommend um a player survey you know send it a player survey see where everyone's at uh and have them fill it out go over it and then go over the survey and be like, hey, these are things that this person's comfortable with that you're not, and like establish this now before because it will be a big burden on you uh, as a dungeon master uh, specifically in the game. Um, and I think that's important to establish now. Uh, alongside boundaries, uh, our second um, thing here is tone. Um Again, the tone can affect the boundary line. Um, and if you're doing like a low fantasy thing, you might go into a town that's really dingy and stuff like that. And you might see, I don't know, homeless people on the streets and or, you know, maybe maybe all of the tieflings in the world have been corralled into this one area of the town because they're seemed as devil people like um, I cross someone's boundaries, and so that's important. Yeah, already going too far into concentration camps. It's like, hmm. yeah, okay, <laughs> exactly. You know, but some people 
might be okay with that because of the setting. And I think establishing yeah. that's very important. Yeah, uh, it's like if if the world is if you're establishing that the world is a harsh and evil place, that does make a little bit more sense to include like, yeah, you're being persecuted or per, per, yeah, persecuted against. Like maybe somebody just doesn't like you because of what you are. All right. Um, as far as tone goes, um, establishing the setting is important. Uh, this way the players know what they can develop as characters uh, and their their backgrounds and stuff like that and what kind of world they're going to be you know, living in. Um, I mean, the typical one that you see in most D&D games is like a high fantasy stuff. Uh, my examples are like World of Warcraft, Fable, Chronicles of Narnia are very like heavy on that. Uh, low fantasy like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, uh, dark fantasy, The Witcher, uh, Game of Thrones, Bloodborne, Von Halsing, uh, maybe even the Diablo series are very, you know, dark, medieval. Uh, gritty realism. Gritty realism. A lot of people like that in Game of Thrones, you know, that was their mm -hmm. vibe. Um, modern urban fantasy, which is something that Matt's probably going to uh, cover in a later episode. Yes, please. <laughs> In regards to like post-apocalyptic, I think it's important to uh, establish the atmosphere and it, it, with any of these settings. So, I mean, you have games like Resident Evil where it's grungy and dirty and post, you know, there's zombies everywhere and people are dying and so on and so forth. Uh, that's really um, brooding. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, Borderlands, the game is more, it's post-apocalyptic, but it's like more fun and witty and comedy Your field. Yeah, your gun can talk to you, or you have Claptrap, who is just uh, just crazy the entire time, <laughs> just really weird and funny. So yeah, like the setting can be have a dip different atmosphere than what the setting is, you know what I mean? Even though it's like, uh, like Harry Potter is more mystical and, you know, fun and, you know, um, what's uh, like childish. cheerful. Yeah, childish. Where Whimsical, the there we go whimsical yeah where you know lord of the rings is more like uh like not grungy but like mythological there's like a threat there's like a serious threat to the world mythological kind of vibe so you, the atmosphere is important just as the setting i think um so that's something to keep in mind when making your campaign and establishing that with your players i would actually write that in your player survey um how brooding do you want this campaign to be? And are you okay with uh, brutalness? So it's important to establish not only just your setting, the atmosphere, but also how brutal the campaign is going to be. Um, from a scale of one to five, one being don't hurt me, I'm a good boy. Uh, I don't want to lose a limb uh, to where five is literally I have scurvy and you've lost an arm. You know what I mean? I think that's important to establish with the players because imagine how upset they would be in the middle of the combat. They lose it, you know, they lose an eye uh, and they're they're a little <laughs> bit a uh, little upset about that. They might not even show up next session if you don't if you do something like that. So definitely establish that um, that boundary and also the uh, the atmosphere. Any thoughts, Matt? Yeah, it's like uh, if you're if you're playing a post-apocalyptic game and you say, oh yeah, I want to include like the rules for madness, uh, for limb loss, for like lasting injuries or disease, that's a thing you should definitely talk with them up front about because those play into the atmosphere. It's like, oh, I caught a disease. 
Like I stayed outside too long fighting off zombies and now I may have a cold and now I have to get medicine. Resource gathering, you know, uh, how many resources are available? There's not going to be shops. There's no shopkeeper, so you have to like scavenging. You know, um, if a player isn't like upfront saying, hey, I, you know, am cool with those, that can affect the tone of your entire game. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, like establishing like, hey, you guys, you know, in a, in a high fantasy setting, there might be a shopkeeper with magical items. In a low fantasy setting, there probably isn't going to be very many. You know what I mean? Or there won't be... Um, there you might have to go dungeon delving uh, and, and stuff like that. So that's something uh, to keep in mind when, when preparing your game. Uh, I can't stress enough how important it is to set this all up beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next section we have, uh, the third, is rules. Setting up the rules, house rules, your resource books, uh, so on and so forth. Matt, do you want to go ahead and uh, talk about this subject? Oh, yeah. Uh, just th- like... Every rule you are going to use, you should probably be upfront about. Like a very common one is health potions. Are they an action or a bonus action? Because if you're in the middle of combat and somebody says, I attack and then I do bonus action health potion, it's like, actually, you're not allowed to do that. That kind of ruins that moment for that player. Uh, it's, It's like, oh, I thought we were on the same page. And if you're not, you know, they're thrown out of the game. Not thrown out of the game, but it's the dissonance that really can screw them over. Yeah, another rule would be uh, using point by versus rolling for stats versus standard array. Are you going to have your... Are you more comfortable with your players rolling for stats? If so, are you going to watch them roll? Are we all doing it together? How many do they get a mulligan? You know, if they don't like their stats at first, it's like, okay, you get a retry, but you got to keep these ones. Is it 3d6 or is it 4d6? Drop the lowest number. Those are things that you should definitely establish in a session zero, um, just for the sake of keeping everything fair and for everyone, uh, just in general, milestone versus XP. I personally like Milestone. Some people like XP. And you should let your characters know, your player characters know, because, you know, leveling up, people... What is the number one question you're usually asked at the end of a session? Me? Do we level up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They care. They care about whether or not they leveled up. Oh, yeah. Um, With XP, they have a bit of an idea of whether or not they did. Uh, With Milestone, it's like, did we? It's like, yeah, 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 you did. I I remember now. You did. Um, it's good to know, even just for your own sake, what the rules are ahead of time. Uh, the rules aren't just for the players; they're for you too. I would definitely establish uh, when when they level up. I would let them know as soon as possible, so that way, as a dungeon master, when you look at their character sheets, you're like, oh wow, well, they got fourth level spells now. Oh, polymorph. Oh, I probably shouldn't throw this <laughs> ice giant at them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> keep or that do. in mind. <laughs> or do. You know what I mean? And see if they use yeah. polymorph or, or not. You know, so uh, that's something definitely to keep in mind. Do you have a favorite house rule? Favorite house rule? Yeah. Or For just one me- you've heard of that you enjoy. 
I, I mean, potions, bonus action potions is probably a staple. I think that should have been written in the uh, the rule book. Uh, <laughs> personally, they, I think they have their reasons why they don't make it a bonus action. Yeah, but you know, it's one of those very like, it's a soft rule. Yeah, half the time. Oh yeah. What about you? One of the my favorite ones is uh, from the podcast Dungeons and Daddies. Where it's like, oh yeah, Glenn has nunchucks. Well, he can do a flourish beforehand to get a plus one to, I think, attack and damage. But with each flourish, uh, he runs the risk of hurting himself. It's like what they do with, uh, what some people do with the wild magic sorcerer. Where um, it's like, okay, if you roll a one, uh, you roll on the wild magic table. And then every time you succeed, the, the difficulty goes up by one. So every time you do it, it's like the difficulty goes up by one. So it's like if you hit a nat one, now if you hit a two, if you hit a three, it'll happen. If you hit a four, until eventually you just hit yourself. Um, I like that house rule because it allows you to do something fun and crazy, but also keeps it restrained over time so it doesn't become an issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is, uh, man, that was such a funny moment when i heard that i'm trying to think of another like a really unique house rule that i've i've heard of uh for me personally i like um sometimes i'll have players re-roll once when they roll their stats or i'll have my my yes if they roll really bad for the first set of stats i'll be like you can re-roll your stats but you cannot go back to the previous one the previous stats you got so if you roll worse then well doesn't Matthew Mercer do that for health when you level up? If you roll a one, it's like nobody wants to roll a one on health. Nobody. Roll a one. If you roll a one, just roll again. Yeah, like I agree. A one. A six. Cool. Like way better. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. I mean, you're gonna need the health, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're gonna need it. Mm-hmm. Another one would be the uh for criticals, doubling the dice, or just you do the damage for that weapon. And then you roll for the weapon's damage. So mm. it's like if I have a long sword and I'm using one handed, it's a D8. If I roll a critical, it's an eight plus now just roll the normal damage. That makes it feel uh like an actual critical instead of, you know, you get two D8, but you roll two ones. It's like that's not as fun. No, it's 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 not. And we're here to have fun you know specifically yeah. and i think if you're a player and you have a question ask your dm you know but don't you know don't be rude about it obviously just ask them uh again miscommunication is bad and if you want if there's a house rule that you're like hey what do you think of this house rule then maybe they'll be cool with it maybe they won't be but you won't mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt to ask them you know never hurts to ask never ever 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 unless you're in a dictatorship in which case never ask questions <laughs> So for the last section here, we have backgrounds. I think this is very important to establish at the beginning so that everyone at the table is not as awkward um, understanding how their players met or why they're there, uh, what their motivations are, and so on and so forth. So Matt, uh, what, what key points do we have for backgrounds? For backgrounds, it is uh, whether or not your, play- your characters know each other, how they know each other, uh, party composition. Uh, do you have any common interests? Like, are you hired by someone 
to go in adventure? Are you separate people who have just been by the, by the fates thrust into an adventure together? Um, there's a lot of different things. Can you think of any? Uh, the, for me, the biggest thing is uh, establishing your daggers. I think every player should have seven bullet points for why they're why what uh, what um, the DM can stab them with, and it's not like <laughs> vindictive. It's literally helps you be a part of the world. You know, did you steal a precious heirloom that belongs to some? you know, important royal and now you're in trouble with the government and you have a wanted poster out for your name. Did you lose your family and or something like that? And it's important to establish these little little rules because who knows, maybe another player might have something similar that happened or maybe they were a previous guard captain and they want to bring their, uh, I don't know, prowess back up on the, on the totem pole as far as guards go. But it's very important to establish how you all met, or if you haven't met at all, or maybe you've met one of them. I remember when you uh, first told me about the daggers. I thought it was such a fun, good idea. Uh, you know, it's like, do you have family members? I can use them. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have a lover uh, or uh, something you care about? Having, having an animal uh, or giving your characters animals in Dungeons & Dragons as pets is such a great dagger because you can always use it to screw with your players. Oh my goodness. Poor Bobby. It's, yeah. Somebody <laughs> attacks the dog. We immediately like screw the big bad guy. We're going to kill that guy first. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Poor Bobby with um, King. <laughs> yep. That's exactly. Did King like survive? I don't remember. He did. He survived barely. Good boy. I, I, I wasn't, a, and that's that's another thing that I would establish with your players is if you get a pet, well, you're in charge of that pet. That's a rule. That's a rule, a boundary, and part of the setting. You know what I mean? Like, are there? <laughs> do you want a dragon as a pet? Well, it might not work in this setting, but maybe we'll figure something out. Uh, do is are you okay with your dog dying? Perhaps you know what I mean. If your dog does yeah. something dumb, or if your bear does something dumb. <laughs> and <laughs> rules, rules i am not, i am not in charge of i have enough going on i am not in charge of your your pet Animal. you yeah you figure it out you know you keep track of that what room are they on in I, I personally i tell bobby when you leave a room i want you to tell me king is following me because because if king if you don't say king's following you he's king's gonna go grab some bacon off someone's plate and eat it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so yeah i know i think he stole the bacon from my character yep yep exactly exactly uh, that's uh, what you get for playing a gnome <laughs> but yes party comp uh, party comp is important um sitting down and having that conversation because you don't want everyone to show up with you know four paladins uh yeah do you, uh, i was gonna ask this too do you think that people should like kind of know what they're what everybody else is going to play and then make them their characters themselves separate from everyone else or do you think it might be better to you know everybody sit down at a session zero uh and tell me what kind of character might you want to play i say both and this is what i mean by that is that you Got ask out. the players you want to you ask the players <laughs> which would they prefer 
you got to give them some yeah. kind of you ask them first do you want to keep all your stuff secret or do you want to explain it all now i think that's an important thing to establish with all the players it's a really good point too just again you know setting boundaries setting rules it's like do you want to do this cool if not okay we'll do it the other way mm -hmm. so like backgrounds maybe your background's a little hidden but i think it's important to share at least your class with the other players so that way you know you have some kind of balance um as far as that goes and so that you know the dm can't just really raffle stomp you like if you're all fighters and there you go against like a wizard who can like turn all of you into like rabbits that might kind of <laughs> suck you know um or like that one game we did with you where it was i think three fighters and a druid yeah and the thing it was it was like uh it could not take uh non-magical damage yeah i i was, I was like i learned I, my lesson I, <laughs> I learned my lesson we had to get creative but you know all of our attacks did nothing mm -hmm. except for like the druid that was so bad <laughs> it was real bad it was real real really bad uh i thought when going into that but i i that that i, I did it like that because i wanted you guys to try your characters out and see what you thought rather than um see what you thought of the character that you were playing before really establishing hey is this a character you really want to play your party comp was kind of weird like yeah yeah and you always wondered what a tpk feels like <laughs> i it's didn't like, tpk it... them don't let him put that in your mind <laughs> i did not tpk them you didn't we got creative and somehow managed to like grapple it indefinitely i will say Matt, kill it my players on tuesday almost tpk'd themselves how uh via avalanche uh, <laughs> uh i'll explain okay, that makes sense post haste maybe we'll do like a yeah. patreon you know we gotta do like a patreon thing where we just talk about our campaigns and the and the crappy yeah ridiculous we're things. giving away too much for for people we have we have to keep <laughs> things secret right 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 um so uh as far as I, we forgot one thing for rules i kind of want to uh gloss over really quick is uh theater of the mind versus maps um Ooh, yeah cool uh i think it's important to establish if everyone wants a battle map so they can see where everything's at personally i like having one for being a rogue but then again i can ask hey where can i hide and you know mm -hmm. but i feel bad because that takes out of that takes time from the dm where if i see on the battle map oh there's a pillar here i can hide there and i think we'll re-go over the whole battle map thing uh, one of these days matt yeah i think that's such a rich topic to talk about uh battle maps versus theater of the mind because it is all preference mm -hmm. some people prefer battle maps especially during combat uh some people prefer just having a map in general not even a battle map but just a map of the location you're in your setting uh theater of the mind is you know some people prefer not being tied down to physical distances they like i think it might engage characters more players more you know wondering can i hide behind something instead of seeing they can hide behind something and going cool i can do that and then maybe like disengaging from the combat going on their phone um i yeah theater of the mind it versus battle maps are a very are a thing you should get down in the beginning yes absolutely absolutely 
Well, without further ado, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, Matt, as far as uh, what we, you know, session zeros go. Matt and I actually almost did a session zero like for this uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, sat down, outlined, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. And we argued back at each other for a good 30 minutes. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. So uh, anything else you want to talk about, Matt? Um. How's your day going? Pretty good. I, I think I, I do we I hope we have D and D later. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh I'll I'll probably message the group saying, Hey, we still doing this? Yeah. I want you know, some people if not, I want to do a drawing night. That'd be fun. I'm down with that too. I could paint some minis and stuff. Well, yeah. um, that being said, thank you all beautiful listeners for listening to this little session zero. I hope your session zeros go very well and that you're able to establish um um, everything with your players and i think this will make a make it a lot better for you making the world as a dungeon master um you can find um all of our content on spotify mostly uh itunes um uh, all the different players that you can think of pretty well um you can also your find personal oh yeah like your twitch you uh can... go ahead matt I was going to say your Twitch, uh, you have your, your YouTube, Instagram, Facebook links. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else? Um, Sorry, I have to cut you off. I'm a bad Matt. <laughs> it's all good. I, I'm going to have a website up for for my my content as well as uh, for DMD uh, in the future. Uh, but if you want to get a hold of us or ask us any questions or even like let us know, hey, you forgot. This is a key point that I thought of that you didn't get, you didn't mention on there. Um, go ahead and email me at dmdiscussions at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. Any questions you have for me or Matt or maybe you even uh, have points that we didn't even think of. I'd love to hear that uh, personally. Uh, Matt, is there anything you wanted to plug here? Uh, yeah, I could probably plug my uh, Reddit, which feels weird to say, but Kennedy underscore. Uh, I did uh, a couple of subclass things. I made uh, a and a modern manual, a 5e modern manual. So if you want to play uh, a modern game of 5e, I, I have a few rule sets for it because, you know, instead of trying to compose everything all over the place, I've done it for you and tried to make one rule source it's unofficial i claim no credit for it i make no money off of it it's a lot of other people's work too i credit them uh but if you want to use it yeah it's there and we'll have a discord uh soon where you can actually uh matt will post a link in there and you can as long as you join the discord you can uh get that information i'll post uh maybe world stuff in there from from some of my worlds and a couple other tips that i've kind of learned tips and tricks i've learned um, throughout my week uh, and maybe even like story uh, war stories of uh, how players have messed with me uh, so <laughs> uh, yeah 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 well without further ado thank you for being here I am Count Joshua and I was joined by Matt thank you for listening to this episode of DMD about session zeros and forever and always until next time <laughs>